Hello again. I didn't expect to do a second one in a day, but some current events uh, prompted this. And as I mentioned on the one I recorded earlier, uh, the episode prior to this, I had another thought on my mind. But when I turned to the Bible, you know, it, it didn't reinforce that topic. So I didn't talk about it. Then I see some current events and it kind of... Um, created a feeling of urgency in me. And so I thought, okay, I just need to chill out, need to not get urgent, you know, feel urgent about this. And I'm just going to go to God's word and, um, and then, you know, just take it from there. So I went to God's word and here's what (laughs) I went to Ezekiel 33 verse six. But if the watchman sees the sword coming, and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people, and the sword comes and takes someone's life, that person's life will be taken because of their sin. But I will hold the watchman accountable for their blood. So that's why I'm doing this, because of world events. People who don't know this already, this is a podcast for you. Do you know that the things that are happening in the world right now are prophesied in the Bible. They are talked about in the Bible and they are talked about in relation to the end times and um, like the final seven years and the time of Jesus's return. And if you are not aware of that and you don't know that's happening right now, you need to pay attention and you need to look into the Bible because this is different from every other time in history because so many different prophecies are unfolding every day and it's not going away. I mean, they just keep increasing. Um, So this, this morning, obviously, um, you know, there's one thing that there is an end time alliance. Um, There's a war that's talked about in scripture and it's in Ezekiel and it's called the Gog and Magog war. And apparently there's probably two different wars, or it could be a summation. There's, there's a lot of question about the timing of when these things happen. Um, but there is a future war, and, and it could be that it starts slowly and it builds up and it continues all the way to the end, or there could be two separate wars called that. Um, but either way, um, there's going to be the focus will primarily be Israel, and Israel is going to be surrounded by countries that are not in agreement. And we're seeing like the greatest anti-Semitism right now in the world. I mean, everybody is turning away. Everybody's blaming Israel. Everyone's getting angry at Israel. It's just, it's building up right now. And then they have Iran that's, you know, next door that would like to eliminate them off the face of the earth and have openly said that there is a date out there um, for that to happen in the very near future by like next month. I mean, that's in some other writings, that's what someone had promoted. And so there's going to be extremists who are probably trying to fulfill that. And obviously you can see right now that Israel is trying to thwart that activity and trying to get that activity to not happen. Um, but we could be right on the edge of a 
a significant war. We already have a war going on between Russia and Ukraine. Everybody knows about that. But it's expanding. And then we also have China and Taiwan. And if Taiwan claims their independence, China's going to go after them. They, they don't care anymore. They're done with it. Then you have um, uh, Russia. It was reported that Russia's trying to sell Ukraine's grain to Turkey. And the end time alliance um, of this Gog and Magog war includes Russia. It includes Turkey. It includes Iran. And we're seeing those alliances form right now. And Iran really does not like Israel, but even bigger than that, they don't like the United States. So the United States is probably their biggest enemy from what I've heard um, has been said is that you know, the United States, they consider big Satan and Israel is little Satan. So we're not, we're not, they're not a fan of the U.S. people. And they are, um, they just signed a, an alliance for 20 years with Venezuela, which is connected by land to the United States. So they're getting in close proximity. And then um, Nicaragua has, now has um, Russian military troops that are in that position. So you just have to kind of like look at what's happening. And um, hopefully our United States government is paying attention to this and taking appropriate measures. But, you know, when the world is seeing all of this happen, and you know that um, Bible prophecy talks about this alliance and that there's going to be a significant war. I mean, some are saying this, this could be like a World War Three. If it is the biblical war, it's going to be um, pretty significant and pretty devastating. And so people need to pay attention to the world events and the Bible prophecy, because just looking to see, you know, are these things really lining up? There's another thing that had, was on my mind this morning. It wasn't about this war, but it was about the seals that are talked about in Revelation. The timing of a lot of these things, um, people who have studied this forever don't, don't quite know um, exactly when. Nobody can confidently say they absolutely know when these things are going to occur. But you have the four seals, or not the four, there's seven seals that are opened. And just to talk a little bit about what I know about that part. So there's a, it's symbolic, and um, there's a scroll that's wrapped up, and no one can open that scroll. Now, in ancient times or in historical times, um, when there was a contract it was written down on a scroll, and then the scroll was sealed so that until the contract was fulfilled, the seals were not broken. So that'll give you a little background history from what I learned and the symbolism that exists in Revelation about the seals. So there are seven seals, and no one is capable. This is a vision by John the Apostle that he has um, about being in 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 God's kingdom, I guess, um, or in heaven, and he sees this vision. And um, in heaven, there is no one there that can open the seal except for the lamb. Now, the lamb is symbolic of Jesus. Jesus was the only one who could break the seal, who could break that. Um, it's basically the seal of 
the contract is basically all people will would have would have died if Jesus wasn't able to break that contract, the law. Again, we get back to the laws that God made, but the law of sin is death. So if there is sin, that's naturally the law. Jesus is the one who broke, who was the only one who was able to break that covenant that he could he could break it so that all people could be saved. So John sees this in heaven and the lamb is breaking the seals. So Jesus is breaking these seals. The first seal is the rider on a white horse. Now there's mixed interpretations about who that rider on the white horse is. And I would say none of us probably can be absolute that we know who it is because some say it's Jesus. It it talks about the rider on the white horse being on a conquest, but he has a bow, but he doesn't have any arrows for the bow and he's out um, on a conquest. So, you know, yeah, I guess that could be Jesus. He does come back as as a rider later on in Revelation, but there's also uh, thoughts that this could be the Antichrist. Uh, this person could be the Antichrist going out to conquer. Um, I tend to favor that opinion um, because as the seals are opened, these aren't pleasant things that happen. And I wouldn't put Jesus in the beginning of it having something really good. I mean, it could be, and then all these bad things, but it just seems like these are all bad things that happen when the seals get broken. So maybe it's the resistance that comes out as he breaks them, um, the resistance of, of evil against good. And, um, and so that's why I guess I favor that interpretation, that it's going to be someone who maybe is trying to be like Jesus, but isn't Jesus, and is going out to conquer the people of the world. And so that's the first one. And So if that seal's already been broken, obviously there's a lot of people trying to convert people for different religions and um, trying to promote different religions. So you could certainly see that conquest for gathering people to the religion. And that's like the first effort that evil does against the people to try to make this not work. So then the next one is a rider that is on a um, <clears throat> is on a red horse, and this rider it represents war. So it was given, um, it was going to take peace from the people on the earth and make them kill each other, and was given a large sword. So you know, there's a lot of people that don't think these seals happen until Jesus returns, but I'm not so certain about that. I'm just wondering if. Maybe these things happen and we are seeing them unfold because the sequence of events are there's the white horse, then the red horse's war, and then the next horse is a black horse and it is famine. And, um, and then there's a pale horse that is plague and it talks about how the, there was power, they were given power, the fourth one, over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, plague, and by the wild beast of the earth. And then there's a fifth seal. And at the fifth seal, John sees 
an altar and there are souls of the people who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony that they had maintained. Um, They had endured through persecution. And they called out in a loud voice, How long, sovereign Lord, how holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood. And so these were the people who... um, had been killed for their faith. And then there's the sixth seal. And this really matches up with a lot of Old Testament and other parts of Revelation where Jesus returns because of the events that happen. So there was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair and the whole moon turned blood red and the stars fell from fell to earth as figs drop from a fig tree when shaken with a strong wind. Then it says, The heavens receded like a scroll being rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. So this is going to be really significant. I had written like Micah 1 verse 4. So it's like these are, um, you know, when the sixth seal comes, it's nobody's going to question if the sixth seal is happening. Um, but prior to that, we have so many things going on right now that um, those other things, you know, we're, we're talking about, the world is talking about really a global famine. Now, in the past in history, that's happened before, but um, there have been famines in places. And so we've had all of these things, but the stuff that's been going on since 2020, it's been a global thing. It's been the whole earth. It's not just been a localized event. And that's why I feel like it's a little bit more significant than in times of past. And so when I see these things and people set countries setting up and being in dispute with one another and threatening nuclear, I mean, there's the whole negotiation with Iran right now about their nuclear capacity and they have the ability to create nuclear warheads now. And um, they've, they've enriched their uranium to what they need for that. So there's, there's tools that are available that this stuff can happen. So I, if you aren't aware of this, you know, you need to kind of know. And this is not, um, I don't, this is kind of scary to people if you start thinking about this. But the whole point of all of this stuff is, you won't have anything to worry about at all if you've given your life, if you surrender your life to Jesus. If you do that right now and then you, you repent of the sin in your life, try to make a change, ask God for the Holy Spirit, and begin a communication with God if you have, with Jesus if you have not done that already. And, um, and seek Him and He will make Himself known to you. And once you are under the protection of Jesus, you don't have to worry about all this stuff. Jesus always protects. Now, obviously, there are martyrs that are talked about that people are killed. And that's one of the things that as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, that we all do have to prepare for that. Um, We don't know if that's going to happen to us. Um, It definitely happens to people in today's world, unfortunately, and it's really sad that that happens. Um, But after that happens, those people are in 
in with God. They're with Jesus and they are protected. They have no more of this pain and they're not going to remember the stuff that happened to them here on earth. But, you know, everybody has to go some way and we don't know how we're going to go. But it's not about the going away part. It's about being prepared for eternity, being prepared with Jesus, because Jesus promised people that there is an afterlife and there is a future and it is, you will be immortal. Your body is going to be changed. You have a lot to live for. You really want to have all the people that you love there with you so you can spend eternity with you. That's, I think, what gets me the most upset because not everybody takes this seriously and people blow this off. And it may be people that, that I know that I care about that don't make it. And I'm, I'm not talking about their physical life. I'm talking about their eternal life. Physical life doesn't mean anything because that's just a transition. Don't worry about death. Death is not a big deal. Jesus already got rid of that. I'm talking about eternity. If people don't take this seriously and they keep mocking it and not believing it, then they aren't going to be in eternity with God. And that's what affects me the most because there are people I care about and I don't know where they stand and I don't know where they are with God and I can't do it for them because if I could, I would, but I can't. And I just don't feel effective sometimes in telling people about this. But if if anybody seeks this and reaches out to God... He will be there for you. And I hope that even if it's not somebody that I know that hears this, I hope that whoever hears this takes this to heart and really does something. Because if you're prepared, you don't have anything to worry about. And I probably sound like really upset right now. And I'm not upset about the future events because I don't care about all that stuff. Because whatever happens, happens. It doesn't matter to me. I care about the people people in my life and I pray for them every night that their eyes are opened to this and that they do something on their own because I can't do it for them and I don't want to ruin my relationships with people by continuing to put this in front of them so I just hope and pray that maybe God will lead them to listen to this and that it can be communicated that way or to someone who needs it. So whoever hears this, I hope you're blessed by this and I hope that you do take action and you don't treat this like it doesn't matter because it does and you do something about it. Um, And then once you make that um, decision to do something about it, really you do have a peace. You do have a peace when you know when you get to know Jesus, then you will, you will feel that. You will feel that. You won't be concerned. You're not going to be worried about anything. You're not going to be this frantic person because no matter what happens, you know what comes next. You know what comes after that. 
you know that there is a beautiful place ahead that God has prepared for those who accept him, for those who love him, who love him back, who choose him back. It's all about the choices we make. Are we going to love somebody who's loved us, who created us? Or are we going to stay in constant rebellion from him? I mean, how... It, wake up, people. You know, just... There are certain things that are, are important in this... Not in this world, in eternity. And the things of this world don't matter. They really don't. And so many people hang on to them. And everybody's going to realize these things didn't help much. The things that you hang on into this world. So I I didn't intend for it to go this way. But boy, it's, it's you know, there's even more. Like when you get into Revelation 13, um, there's, there's beasts. Um, the beasts are symbolic. And uh, the first beast is a global government. Well, what's in the news lately? What's, you know, a global government that takes, um, tries to take control of the people, but the Bible says this is going to happen. So, and then the second beast that comes out of the sea, that's the religious figure that forces the people to eventually take a mark on their, it says in the Bible, on their forehead or their hand, on their right hand or their forehead. So don't ever take a mark on your forehead or your right hand. And it's supposedly, it's something that is going to make them, they'll have to have that mark to buy or to sell. And the, you know, the bad news right now is that they, they have an RFI chip that you can put in your right hand. You can unlock doors, you can do all things with it. And we have chips on our credit cards and stuff like that, where we don't need cash, where we can be a cashless society. We transact without cash all the time. We are at that level in society that this can happen. This prophecy can happen. All the pieces are in place for this to occur. And it was predicted in the Bible. That's one thing that the Bible, when you see the prophecy that's in the Bible and you know that it is true because it happened and history documents it, then you know that the Bible is truth. And there are different ways that that you can find out that the Bible is true. And so then we have these unfulfilled prophecies that are in the future. But like I said, there's just so much that's happening all at one time that um, there's a future, you know, person that's going to be against God that is going to be revealed, I think, pretty soon. I think it's going to happen, you know, maybe in the next couple of years, maybe sooner, Um, just the way events are Going and the, you know, there's speculation about many different people in the world, global leaders who could potentially be that person. Um, maybe it's somebody that we don't even know about right now, and that comes along. Um, but we will find out. We will find out um, when this person is going to be on the Holy Land in Israel and is going to claim to be God. And there's going to be some supernatural events that occur as well. So. That's when we're going to know for sure where we are in the time frame. So until then, it's all a big guess, but we're just seeing events um, that are unfolding and hitting every aspect of this prophecy that's in Revelation. Um, There's a lot more that talks about the society and what it'll be like. Um, You know, it talks about 
people, you know, good being known as bad and bad being known as good, like our society is corrupted, um, talks about immorality, just being rampant. It's talking about lawlessness. Look at all the lawlessness that we're seeing in the news. I mean, if you look back or you think back to your grandparents or future past generations, every generation would say, oh, it wasn't like this in my time. And I used to kind of think that was funny, you know, like everybody said that as they go out older, you know, like, oh, this is so much worse. But then as you get older, you realize, I think it might be that much worse. But that is what the Bible talks about. It's just going to escalate. It's just going to decay to when we've become a truly wicked world. That is when all this stuff is going to happen. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, I can see a lot of wickedness right now. I don't, I'm sure it could get worse. And there's a lot of things that don't hit the public um, that happen that are kind of kept from the public, um, the public eye. But there's a lot of things that in the world that we probably aren't even aware of that are going on right now. And it just, when all of this stuff is happening at the same time, it is, it really appears to be pointing to Bible prophecy. And um, that's, that's the sense of urgency because if you are not prepared, then you are going to be in the midst of when God's wrath occurs. And that the only reason you're going to be in the midst of when God's wrath recurs, uh, occurs is if you've rejected God. And if you haven't chosen Jesus, you are opening yourself up to that. And I really don't want to see anybody I know go through that because um, I, that, would, that would be awful to know what's ahead. Um, you can look through the book of Revelation about that. I don't focus a lot on that because that's, I just, I'm trying to get people to do something now so they don't experience that later. And um, I guess that's about all I have to say. It's just like, I really, I'm, I'm really trying to reach people to do this on your own. I'm not telling you to do anything. This is in your own privacy, in your own um you don't have to even let any anybody know, but people should know because of your change of character. They should see a difference in you after you've done this, if the Holy Spirit is working in you and you need the Holy Spirit to be saved. So all I'm asking you is just seek God right now. Seek Jesus. Um, do all you can to learn about him. Uh, read the book of John. Read Matthew 24 read the book of Revelation. Do this and don't delay. It's really important. There's just too much happening right now. And I have a great concern for people who are blowing this off. And it's not a good time to be blowing this off. Get prepared. And then as soon as you get pre prepared, I mean, you'll probably be like me then. You'll probably worry about other people that you know personally that you're concerned about. So that's that's one worry that you just have to give to God, which I do, but it still affects me. Um, but after that, then you can just go and just like enjoy every moment that you can because, you know, enjoy it while you're here um, and do good. You have the opportunity. I mean, look for the opportunity to help other people, whatever you do during your days, 
there's always opportunities to reach out to other people and um, hopefully save somebody else's life, quite honestly. I never quite understood that um, saving other people, but now I understand it. And um, it's so weird how you can how I could be in the dark like I was and now understand and comprehend it. And it really makes a difference when you understand and comprehend it. So um, sorry for the long message, the second one of the day, but take action, please.